Welcome to the Lombie Social Experiment Podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This is episode 287. This is the first time ever on the Lombie Social Experiment Podcast that I'm going to be interviewing the co-host, the man, the myth, the legend from Book Brooklyn. Brooklyn, that's what I'm talking about, Brooklyn. The man himself, King Mexico. What's up, dog? Not much, man. You already know. It's been a minute. Yo, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even get your first name. Word? Yeah. You never even... T- I just know you as King Mexico. Because wow. you know a lot of podcasters, they don't want to... They don't want to say, don't mention my name. Just mention the podcast. Damn. I thought you knew my real name. No, you never told me. So my name is David. Oh, David and Goliath? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know what? I'm I'm learning something because you you know this is the thing. You know, like for me, having you on my show, it's it's an honor, and this is the first time. And you know, I always do your shows. We know whatever we do lives here. I mean, we're always showing love. But to me, uh, you know, having you on my show for the first time, it's like it's something. So, man, I really want to get deep dive into. Who is King Mexico? Who is David all about? So tell me uh, where you grew up at and where were you born? So I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, and I was raised in Bushwick my whole life Mm -hmm. and shit. And what can you say? When I first realized I was the only Mexican dude, I was probably in elementary school. Mm -hmm. And it was only probably what? Me and my fam's sense. Are like another Mexican family. Mm-hmm. So all together probably were like three Mexican families all together. Oh wow. That lived, that lived in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And as mm-hmm. time kept going by and shit, you see a little bit more and more. So like my family bring in more, like our family will bring in more people, right? Mm-hmm. And the other side will bring up their people and tell them about Bushwick. So next thing you know, there's like a big flux of Mexican people living in Bushwick and shit. Mm -hmm. Most Mexicans that moved into Bushwick or New York are from Puebla. So Puebla is the state in Mexico. And for most people who don't know, Puebla is Mexico City is part of Puebla. Correct. So a lot of people from Puebla came up to New York but you still have people from around, you know, like Sinaloa, no, uh, I'm probably going to butcher it and shit, like Guadalajara. I'm probably getting it wrong, like state-wise, so I'm just probably mm-hmm. naming cities that moved up here as well. But most are people from Puebla, and that's why if you up here and shit and you get word around, everybody always calls New York, Nuevo mm-hmm. Puebla. When was the year that a lot of uh, Mexican people started moving to New York? Because I know it was all Cuba and Puerto Rico and all, but in Hades and Jamaica, like all the Caribbeans, you know, over there by by Florida and all that in the U.S. Virgin Islands. But for some kind of reason, I've been seeing like a lot of like Mexican people moving to certain parts of uh, New York. All right, so the big Spanish majority of, of like Spanish speaking people, not to take anything away from the Bronx, 
like Puerto mm-hmm. Ricans were like heavy up there. You know what I mean? This is before they became a commonwealth to America. They lived in the Bronx and then they became a commonwealth and then they got citizenship and they got cocky and shit because they citizens and shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you did have, like you said, Cubans and shit was out here. Then Dominicans and Mexicans, I could say probably the last, but everybody from like Mexicans, Colombians, Venezuelans, Peruvians, what else, Chileans tend to move to Queens. So yeah. if you ever, ever come to New York, most Spanish speaking people live in Queens, bro, like Roosevelt, Jackson Heights. And mm-hmm. yo, that shit is deep. Like, it shit is ridiculous how much like this little area has. And then in Brooklyn, you still have us. Like you have us in Park Slope. You have us like I said, Bushwick, but me growing up majority, bro, it wasn't that much of a like Mexicans, probably like you could say in the late nineties is when we started like heavily migrating up here and shit. Like mm-hmm. heavily, like people from Puebla and shit migrating out here. And then you start getting the food. You start getting like little nicks and necks and stuff. Like before, we had stores or delis and shit that were owned by Mexican people. You would have these people in vans come to your neighborhood, right? And let's say you wanted like tacos or you wanted Mexican cream or cheese or uh, cecina, which is like jerk steak. Or I mean, not jerk. Yeah, like jerk, like a jerky steak. Mm hmm. Or carne enchilada, which is similar to jerky steak, but spicier. Like, like a lot of Mexican product, right? These vans would come around your neighborhood that were like majority Mexican, or you hit them up because you knew somebody. Mm-hmm. Then they'll pull up to your crib and they'd be like, oh, what you want? And you go downstairs, you get it from the van and you bring it up. So a lot of this stuff actually did come from Mexico itself. And then we'll be brought up here. That's that's crazy because in New York, you guys have so much like everything. You got the music, you got the the food, the culture, uh, the history, just everything. It's like a melting pot. And it's like for you to be where you're at, it's like, man, it's like I want to make a trip out to New York and, and see for myself with my own eyes. Because for me, living in the West Coast, and I think we talked about this like always episodes back. I was always man like I wanted I want to be in the East Coast. I want to see how they dress in the East Coast. It's always like that. Ever since it goes back to the Wu Tang clans, you know, and and watching shows on MTV, Yo MTV Rap, like it was just everything was all East, you know. Like what was what was popping because it was like, well, if you want to see what was trending over there in New York, for me at the time when I was living in Northern California, Modesto. Uh, I would have to travel to the barrier, cross over the mountain, uh, just to go to the barrier to see what was popping. Because uh, in the barrier, would get their first their, their their clothes and everything first, and the leftover clothes we would get it like in a year or two later. But it wasn't trendy. This is like way before. This is like in the early nineties. Damn. So, as most people probably know, like the whole. 90s like that's when i really like you know me too was out there and stuff i grew up like born 80s but you really raised in the 90s and at the time is is different you know what i mean like it's nothing like today's world completely different 
we really don't have electronics. We really hanging out, you know what I mean? Like you go outside, you do what you gotta do, and then you come back home at night and shit, do your whatever you gotta do and go to sleep and like the whole shit all over again. You go go to school, hang out, come back home. And mm-hmm. technically, when you had to hit up somebody, you fucking hit them up on their house phone, which is a landline. I'll probably, probably be like, what the fuck is a landline? So Verizon <laughs> or, or Bell, whatever the fuck it was called. It was something Bell, Bell something, which Pacific is AT&T. So, Pacific Bell. So whatever it is, it was Bell, which is AT&T in today's world. You hit them up and be like, yo, what's up, bro? Or you call them up and be like, yo, can I speak to so-and-so? Because, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. Even when you spoke to, you call Shorty on the phone, be like, yo, can I speak to so-and-so? You know, if you pops picked up, you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. You had oh, to grow some balls. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just for you bringing that up, I remember when I liked someone, uh, when I was in junior high, I called and the girl I liked, her dad was a, a police officer in Modesto and he was very strict and everything. I was like, you know, like, yeesh, or your mom, or sometimes you would probably have a, a grandma or a grandma pick up, leave my granddaughter alone, clip. Yeah, so you get a lot of that stuff, man. And um, yeah, just in general, just it was funny, right? Just being um, like, you know what I mean? A lot of people are intrigued, like how was it really growing up in New York and being Mexican and shit? And compared to the yeah. West Coast, it's different. Like, from what I see and what I hear from the West Coast, is a, like, you raised with a lot of Mexicans, a lot of raza, a lot of brown, whatever the hell you, you know, y'all call it out there. But out here, we were just a fucking melting pot. Like, we never saw race at all. Like, we didn't know. Yeah, yeah. We didn't see black, we didn't see white, we didn't see brown, we just saw all of us hanging out together and shit, you know what I mean? Hanging yeah, to me, yeah, to me, over here for some kind of reason, the West Coast is very territorial. There's always old egos. Uh, you know, there's always going to be race. There's always going to be divisions, tribal. But for some kind of reason, when it comes to the East Coast people, you guys don't see it's like when you know, you were saying, like, what's going on with the West Coast, man? I just see things different. Like, you know, it's it's always it's just always tension. Like, if we're you guys in the East Coast. You guys are all just chill and relaxed. Yeah, so that's why I never understood that whole that whole like beef in the east. I mean in the west coast. Because mm-hmm. in the east we pretty much all chilled together. And even the whole like dropping the word, right? Like I yeah. have a huge issue with that shit, right? Me too. And out here, growing up, that shit is just a regular word in your vocabulary. I think for us West Coast people who are brought up, you know, you know, you're going to have prejudice, you're going to have racism, but also at the same time, you know, if you were in certain those cities in the Harbor area, it's about respect. You know, it just really depends, you know, because I have a lot of black friends and they're cool, but there's some that don't talk to them and this, it, it goes back to the 60s, 70s and 80s. But, you know, is this something where it's like, we don't say those type of words but when I see certain people or certain podcasters that say that, uh, who who gave you that? Who gave you that? Who told you to say that? Oh, I, I, and they always make excuses. I'll give you an example. Uh, when I first time I heard it, um, probably when I was like in fourth or fifth grade, you know, I heard someone say that. And I remember I said that because I thought it was cool to say that because I didn't know the term. 
because I was just young until someone corrected me and told me like, yo, you can't say this. Okay, so if I'm getting in trouble, so who fault is that? Should I blame my mom and dad for not teaching me that? Then I would learn my lesson. No, I had to learn that shit the hard way. But knowing what I know now, it's like I I don't say those type of that that word. It's just it's, it's almost like in a way it's like this. Like how would you feel if someone came came up to you like a regular person, white, black, whatever, and said to you, "Hey, what's up, wetback?" Like just normal, like a sling. Keeping it a hundred. Keeping it a hundred. They'd be like, whatever. To idols, I, for us, I don't see that. But you see, that's the thing. Is like, and you see it. Like, you see how, even in today's like, like current times, right? The East Coast has influenced the West Coast to a point where I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about California in general, but I'm talking about like Texas, Arizona. New Mexico, Nevada, Washington. Washington, and when you hear these these you know these rappers rapping this youth, they use that mm-hmm. shit freely, bro. They use the word freely, you know, what I mean? and it's it's I like me personally, I understand where they're coming from, being from the East Coast and how we used to use it amongst each other, and just don't even take it out far, you know what I mean, like. Just listen to Fat Joe. He Puerto Rican. Listen to mm-hmm. um to Nori. He Puerto Rican. And you fabulous. He's Dominican. Mm. So you have a lot of these rappers that are Spanish. You know what I mean? Like they got Spanish heritage in their blood and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you also have different types of shades in Span and, and you know, Spanish speaking people on the East Coast. And it always was, we never saw it in that way, even though we learned in a school. We knew the difference in the words, right? Mm-hmm. The way we said it and the way it was written on, on paper or typed on paper and the mm-hmm. way it was said on the paper to to mm-hmm. to demise you, you know what I mean? To like make you feel less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... <clears throat> just being us growing up with monks each other right mm-hmm. and it's hard to explain to people it's like yo if you grow up right not knowing this right we all kids we all grew up in the same neighborhood right mm-hmm. we all were raised the same way and we we're taught a certain way because it's you know what i mean like everybody's language is different yeah so if you was to speak Mandarin, right, and you was to say that you hear that word very freely used, like no bullshit, like the first time I interacted with with people speaking Mandarin, that word is actually something else completely different, mm-hmm. and it's something and and the I think it means like na 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 na, like na na, like no way, no way, some right, but for us. We take on another, another, um, another, another meaning, right? Mm-hmm. And it's always confusing, right? Because in the West Coast, yeah, like, oh, yeah, I want to fucking kill somebody and shit, right? 
in the east yeah. coast in the east coast we're like oh what's up bro like relax relax it's like what the fuck are you trying to do? even you know what i mean even down south in the east coast like you go down south is like a whole complete environment or universe as well you and know uh breaking it down I, to, and it's funny right because the mm-hmm. west coast down south midwest understands oh but yeah from the east coast whatever whatever they shouldn't be using it right but that's the way we were raised that's the way we were brought up and it's the same way when people are like you should know better how can we know better if we don't see it like we don't like all right we don't see race we're like all little kids in the East Coast because we're mm-hmm. all in the same in the same neighborhood. We're all being raised the same way. So I always tell people, it's like, how can we see what that word means if we don't know what that word means? And we're using it in a way to say what's up to each other. Yeah, because, you know, at the time, you know, there was no social media and, you know, just you just heard it. You know, it was you heard that word. It was just. That was it. Just like, oh, shit. But, you know, there's always going to be people that will correct you and tell you. But I think for some kind of reason, you know, I think for us in the West Coast with certain people, it's about that respect. You know, do unto others as people do unto you. Respect those that that respect you. So that's how I see it as, you know, because right now we're rocking on eggshells. Like we have to be careful of, of what we say or what we do on shows, on videos, and stuff like that, because it can go viral. Completely understand. And as you get older, then you mm-hmm. you realize what is the, you know what the word is and what it means, and then you stop using it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But eventually, it's still in the back burner because unconsciously it might come out when you're hanging out with your homies. Because mm-hmm. it's just there. It's, it's part of... You grew up that way, right? So it's part of <laughs> yeah. your subconscious. It's like you can't help it. Yeah. There's people that I know had on my show that they live in a certain area around Compton or Gardena. And they hang around Black people. And they say it freely. You know, like, that's just how, you know, when you have Mexicans and Blacks are in those inner cities where, you know, you they can say it. You know, just that's just how they are. But... I think for a way, since I live in Long Beach and been through the race wars, riots and all that stuff, it's just that we just have to watch our P's and Q's. That That's how I see it as, you know, it's like you just want to be respectful. But uh, switching gears on that, because that that is it's very touching. But uh, I was going to tell you um, at the time, what type of music that you were listening to instead of rap? Instead of rap music? Yeah, because everyone's all listening to hip-hop and rap, but was there any type of music that you were listening to? Because that's what New York is, you know, like all hip-hop and rap. But, you know, there must have been some punk bands, rock bands, indie, because there was a lot of indie bands coming up in New York. So I probably I probably hit, like, the, the major shit, you know what I mean, growing up. So you had, you know, your regular hip-hop joints, but then you had, like, Nirvana. Mm-hmm. You had um, like, like Rolling Stones, the Beatles. Then you had like house music, cause Puerto yeah. Ricans out here. Like yeah, Puerto Ricans said- out here are deep in house music, bro. So you know yeah. you was you was listening to Maria. I met this girl. Her name was Maria, and um, Diamond Girl. 
That's a good song. Diamond Girl. Yeah, you that's it. my diamond girl. And then you have like early stages of like, well, out here, right? We also had a lot of Jamaican music. Mm. So that's what I listen to. We also listen to mad Jamaican flows, bro. Like, yo, you listening to when I like New York at the time when you say, well, who's who, what kind of Jamaican music was coming up in New York? I was listening to this girl. Her name was Patra. Remember Patra? Well, if you sing a, a song, if you sing yeah. a song, I probably know. Yeah, Patra, Super Cat, you know, there everyone was oh, all yeah, coming yeah. up. So, the Mar- you know, Bob Marley's kids, you know, like just anything. Barlington Levy, like there was always going to be like that because you had like, I remember Barlington Levy did a song with Shine from Bad Boy. That was a pretty, that's a pretty good song. But there was always something with like the New York kind of like reggae mixed dance hall music and shit. Yeah, so, and then you also listen to like Mexican music from oh, family side. So I was listening to like rancheras, cumbias, which at the time cumbias was probably like really hitting hard and shit, right? And mm-hmm. that's the music that I got influenced with shit at the time mm-hmm. and stuff when it came down to music because rancheras or corridos wasn't really up to par at the time like they are now mm-hmm. but yeah and i really was the home but the person that listened to like everything bro like everything like you'd be surprised the shit i was listening to damn were you at the time like were going to how were the bars and how were the club scenes where you're at because i know man there were some there were some clubs that were open 24/7 like you know those rave parties those those electro trance music i mean they would still go on so i remember they did a documentary on tv like and some guy was walking with his kids like what that club is still going on and there was people passed out but people were dancing because they took they were taking drugs at the time over there yeah so i can't really put much on that but i did hear about this shit I was mm-hmm. a youngin, you know what I mean? If you're talking about younger years, bro, I'm talking about I I heard about like um in Williamsburg they had this fucking little joint. Forgot what it was. It was on Myrtle Broadway and stuff. And a lot of famous people would go there. Um have you ever watched the movie Ghosts with yes. Patrick Swayze? And he's yeah on the train. If you see the uh where the guy gets hit by the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a like train station and shit. Yeah, yeah. So right there, if I'm not mistaken, there was a Spanish club named El Garibaldi. Mm-hmm. And I think the most the chick that used to always be there was uh damn, I'm trying to remember some some Spanish Jennifer chick Lopez. Was, nah, Jennifer Lopez. Some some, <laughs> some Spanish chick with like big boobs, like huge boobs. I forgot what. But she used to always like perform in that in that bar and shit. What? Yeah. And then you had your regular rooms and shit that I would hear about, like homies in like elementary and school, like the tunnel, Copacabana. Like actually, I got to go to Copacabana because um when I graduated, they threw the party at Copacabana on Thirty Fourth Street. Oh shit. Yeah. So we, you know, I got to go to Copacabana and shit before they closed down and shit. And well, I high school, 
I went to um Beast Channel High School. Beast Channel High School. What? Well, which high school? That's in, that's in Rockaway. That's in Rockaway, Queens, bro. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, so I went to Rockaway School because it was a what, like an hour, an hour away from my crib. So if what? I ever got in trouble and shit, or they ever had parent meetings, my my parents couldn't get up there because it's a fucking hour away from the house, bro. Damn, because I always wonder with a lot of New York kids because you know when you see in like in Chicago or certain areas in LA or or whatever United States, you know, for kids to go to school now, it used to be like, oh yeah, it's ten or fifteen minutes away. Nothing, the most is like two hours, like going there and coming back. Now school was school was cool. I can't even front. Like the only reason I also went out to Beast Channel High School is because. I knew if I would have end up to going to the school by my crib, I would have never graduated. I probably would have been like a fucking high school dropout. Because all, all my boys would have been there and we were fucking around and shit the whole time. Did you play did you play any sports in high school? Nah, cause um when I was in high school, I didn't like to sweat. So I thought I was too cute. What? I thought I was too cute and I thought sweating would give me bad odor. So I was talking to chicks and shit. I thought I would stink. So not to, I didn't want to sweat, so I wouldn't play no sports. But I did try out, and I was shitty. You know what I mean? I tried out for basketball. I did, I tried out for baseball. I did make the baseball team, but I I didn't want to go because I didn't want to sweat. So I was like, fuck that shit. I ain't trying to sweat. This is the first time hearing this from so I never heard that. I never heard that. This is the first time, like, I don't want to sweat. I think I remember someone said that when I was in eighth grade a girl's like i'm not gonna get sweaty i don't and she's i put this on everything i don't want to get sweaty i don't want to be stinky and plus i don't want my coochie get all stinky because i know i'm gonna get fucked later that was like an eighth girl eighth grade girl saying that i was like okay whatever but because i know in new york you know you guys take basketball high school basketball very seriously over there yeah i ain't take that shit serious like at all like i was like whatever because i remember I didn't mm-hmm. want to do sports because if I did a sport, right? Mm-hmm. So school finishes around three, right? Yeah. So now you got practice and I, I got to take my ass home. So that means I wouldn't reach home till like around six o'clock. So I was like, fuck that shit, bro. Mm-hmm. I am not trying to fucking spend three hours extra. <laughs> or I could just be home and shit or fuck around and shit. Go do something else. By six o'clock, I'll be home. You know what I thought that it, it was like being a high school person was when I watched certain high school movies, but the one I felt like, you know, this is not bad. This guy, he's a good basketball player, but he, he has that trouble with, he wants he does, he's being a disobedient to his parents. He's living a drug life. He's doing this, that movie with Tupac, uh, Dwayne Martin called Above the Rim. I kind of, kind of felt like high school players, basketball people are like that and shit. But because the reason why I was talking about high school um, at the time, uh, everyone was all talking about this basketball phenom who came out. I think it was like he went to a Catholic school. I don't know if it was Rice or someone, but uh, Felipe Lopez. Or Yeah, he was a Dominican and he went to, they, it was on ESPN. They were talking about him and he was like, this this is way before social media and this guy was on the come up because we would 
if you had a high school basketball, like, you know, Max Prep and everything, but if you had those college and, you know, now you're looking at the best prospects in the end of the page, they would have all these high school, you know, to come up. Boy, New York had killers. Stefan Marbury was on the come up, you know, Felipe Lopez. I mean, you guys had killers coming out of New York and when it comes to, like, basketball. Damn, bro. I never follow sports. I'm a, uh... Yeah, it's just to me, I was more interested about the um, Knicks. Um, like, when it comes down to sports, I'm fucking boring, bro. I don't watch none of that shit. I don't get involved in none of that shit. Mouth. You don't, don't, you, don't watch a, you don't watch a New York Mets either? No, I just wear the hat. Dude, that's sad. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do none of that shit, bro. Like, the only I, time I used to watch sports is when I used to, like, gamble, right? And I was, like, mm-hmm. working at, at Payless at the time, right? And Payless? One of the, Sorry. Yeah, so one of the Dominican dudes who used to work, I used to work with, he was, like, mm-hmm. heavy baseball and shit. Mm-hmm. So then he put me on about hittings and like batting averages and pitching averages and like what to look for, right? When you gamble and shit, right? Mm-hmm. So I eventually started looking at stats and like players and this and that shit. And that's the only time I was like, yo, fucking, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna beat this motherfucker, right? I'm gonna like, like, uh, let's say fifth hitting and shit, so and so will fucking hit a straight line, right? And make like a fucking a double home run and shit without making a home run and shit. Like, because mm-hmm. when you follow baseball, right, after a while, it's a pattern. So a lot of teams have a fucking pattern. So you have this person on 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 base, right? And you know they could steal you. They could, all right. So let's, an example. You have Alex Rodriguez batting, right? Mm hmm. I'm just going to give big names because it's easier for me to remain. You have Derek Jeter at second. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So at the time, Alex Rodriguez was under that, that fucking nice. You know what I mean? I always make fun of Alex Rodriguez. So I fuck him because he never claimed being Dominican. And my Dominican people listening, y'all know, fuck Alex Rodriguez. You so, know what? <laughs> he was talking about that because like, oh yeah, I'm proud to be Dominican because it was on documentary about Felipe Lopez. I saw him. I was like, who is this guy? I went to go root for him. And I was I posted a video a long time ago when someone says, Hey Mega Man, take that video down to Los Rodriguez because <laughs> he ain't no Dominican. He he says that, but he ain't proud of it. Word. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, you know, if um if Alex hits a grounder, right? That's what it's called, a grounder, right? When it goes down yeah. the center, down the center. Yeah, you know, yeah. Jeter's nice enough that he's going to be able to steal second. He's going to be able to steal third base, right? So by hitting, hitting the ground, he'll hit, you know, he'll hit it and shit, and the next batter and shit will line it up for Jeter to make that home run because he either hit another grounder or he'll make a home run and then make it into a what? A home and a first base or a second, depending on how far the ball goes. Mm-hmm. So depending on the hitting and shit, you could be like, you could put money on the on, on the fifth hitting and shit. And then if you got the fucking amount of home runs in that hitting, you fucking score big. So this is way before like, before like you have FanDuel or my bookie and shit. Like you oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put, 
you'll be able to fucking put money down and go to like the book in the in the in the bodega and shit or numbers that's another one numbers like numbers numbers no, like yeah. fucking numbers is a big one and shit yeah you got this big piece of fucking it's not it's not even a big piece of paper there's like this pink paper and shit and then you pick your numbers and shit and they have i think a morning evening no morning night and evening and you could hit one of those and shit and then depending how much you put you could bank and shit yeah yeah i see those those bookies those ones the old school ones it goes back to the the days you know the mafia days like hey give me a Give me who's who's playing today. Okay, that okay. Let me get uh, number six. Let me get on that. Or they would just make a lot of bets. You, you win some, you lose some, but that's how it was in New York. Yeah. So, like me, actually, me like knowing sports, I don't know shit about sports. Like I think that most I ever watched sports was like Jordan during his fucking range. Oh, when it was like playoff times with Bulls versus Knicks. Yeah, like, all that shit. Like, I was just a Jordan head. Because why? Because at the time, I used to fucking rock Jordans. And, like, my first pair of Jordans was the fucking Jordan 4s. And to this day, I fucking love the Jordan 4s and shit. You know, who was my, you know who was my favorite player from the New York Knicks at that time? John Starks. Yeah, I don't hey. Oh, my God. Dude, I'm going to tag John Starks on this. <laughs> But yeah, but sports to me, it, it was always. You, something... you know who was the best Mets player ever? <sighs> I um, best Mets player like all time, all time. All time, you know who? You're not. Hold on, Keith Hernandez. Nope, Daryl Strawberry. I was gonna say that, or Dwight Gooden. No, this is why. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So is Dwight Gooden oh. right here? So side side story. Just know that at the time, if you're watching this, right, a lot mm -hmm. of the Mets, big time, bro. Like, oh yeah, big time. They were all doing this before the World Series, and they won it. A lot of this shit. A lot of this shit was going on in the MLB and shit. Oh yeah. Oh a, yeah. A, a fucking sick one, bro. That's all I gotta say. If if you're watching it. Then you know what the fuck we talking about. If not, then too fucking bad. But um, yeah, if you see their faces and shit, they were yeah. having a fucking good ass time, bro. But they, yeah, I guess in a way, New York was like the place to be to go party and this and like if you were like a sports, like a celebrity or whatever, you you go. I mean, there's always pictures if you see Mike Tyson with coke on his face, like oh, that's just sugar. And it's just yeah, it's just wild, man. Like. Just growing up and shit and seeing like so much stupid shit growing up and shit just makes you realize. Yeah. What made you what made you decide to start doing podcasts? Because usually a lot of people don't know, like when people to start podcasts, like there has to be something that gravitate towards you to be like, you know what? I can kind of see myself doing this. So this shit all started because um because of the pandemic and shit. And the whole mm -hmm. 19 shit. When the 19 hit, it, it, it just sparked the bell. It's like, yo, I always wanted to do this. Like, way before. Like, let's, I'm, yo, honestly, bro, even before I even knew of Joe Rogan, 
I wanted to do like a whole I didn't even know what a podcast was, quite frankly. So you didn't do like look up the homework and look up the study how podcast started? I never did shit, bro. Wow. I, I straight fucking just came in raw like Wu-Tang, raw. like Wu-Tang, bro, like straight raw. I, I did that too. I did had no guidance, nothing. And I was like, I was already fucking up. I was over talking. I was doing like, what am I doing wrong? So I was like, okay, hold up. Let me get three. Let me take a month off. I say three weeks, four weeks tops. And I said, let me learn, let me learn the history of how podcast started. And you're looking back of like, okay, who was the ones? You know, like Adam Curry, you know, talking about the idea with Steve Jobs and hearing the old episodes of, you know, then Joe Rogan, how he started. And was like, hold up, before I started up of uh, Joe Rogan's podcast with Brian Redband. He got invited. Tom Green invited invited him to the house. Like, hey, this is what you do. It's like, what's all this? Like, oh, these are the the chords to go with this, to, to connect with this, to make it all audio. And I started hearing all that. Then I would hear stories of uh, uh, Kevin Smith. You know, the guy, uh, the comic guy. You know, he said he was one of the pioneers as well. He said he has close to maybe ten to maybe fifteen thousand podcast episodes. But like he hasn't put them out. But a lot of people were at the time hearing podcasts. And so to me, it's like podcasts to me, I just found love with it because we live in a time back then, six years ago, where there was people just that didn't really understand us. So to me, I'll speak for me, Kim Mexico. Like when I started the podcast, I wanted people to really understand me and not judge me and not make their assumptions of what they see on Instagram. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. So I get where you're coming from, but I always wanted to do this shit, bro. Like I always wanted to really be on this mic, right? Not by myself. I'm like, I wanted to have my fans, like my cousins and shit, my brother and shit, and just talk shit, right? Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. And we always talked about it while we worked that night, all of us together. Like we were all got to to a point where we all actually got to work together but and i always you know i every reply these i i mean every um tell these stories sometimes on people's shows and shit but when we were all together we used to have the biggest fun bro like we used to fucking talk the biggest shit like wasn't we, it fun wasn't it fun back we then? used to bug the fuck out like you don't understand bro bro i missed <clears throat> we I used to get paid we used to get paid to fuck around. Like, literally get paid to fuck around, bro. But we did our job. Like, like fucking... I would say we were, like, fucking migrant workers, bro. We were fucking migrant workers working in retail. So we'd probably fuck around for, like, five hours, right? Bullshit for five hours. Like, literally bullshit, right? And what it took people... To, would take two days to do, right? We'd fucking knock it out and two three hours and shit that seems about right so what what motherfuckers would be stressed out and shit we'll knock it out in three hours right but we already fucking did our job for two days and shit and sometimes we'll box shit up and and put it on the side so they'll be like oh the following day we just fuck around the whole night why because we already fucking had done our job we already banked mm-hmm. we already had done the fucking job so when they came through we'll put like we'll put like bags on top right so it looked like we didn't do that box like oh we didn't get to run it through but we'll do it tonight meanwhile the whole shit was done 
Like, the oh. whole job was done already. So mm-hmm. it was like dummy dummy ploys on top. But everything <laughs> was already censored. Everything was already folded. All we had to do was come in the following day and just fucking backstock it or put it away in their shelf in their proper place and shit. But the fucking job was already done. So you could have never say, oh, yeah, I ain't do your job. Like, shit was fucking done. Like, what the fuck are you going to say? What were the episodes when you had your friends and your family? Like, did, are those episodes out there in the in the beginning stages of, of the game? Nah, bro. Those shits is all in the in, in fucking... Just in the atmosphere, bro. Whatever the fuck we said, whatever the fuck we made fun of each other and shit, whatever jokes or whatever conversations we had, we're never recorded. We're never recorded. We're never laid down. It's just in the atmosphere and shit. Somewhere in the timeline and shit. But when I say this shit, it was fun. At the end of the day, the shit was fun. We had fun conversations. I always said, it's like, yo, let's, let's... Let's record our shit, right? You know what I mean? Let's put it out there and let's let people hear what the fuck we got to say. Yeah, man. Yeah. A lot, I, a lot of them were like, nah, let's not do that shit. Like, fuck that. It just sounds mad whack. Mm-hmm. But who fucking knows? And yeah. look, I'm going to give you a little preview. This is what the fuck I was talking about when I first started in August. Well, this is episode two, because episode one is my intro. But episode two was on August 30th, 2020, right? And that's called Stress. I'm just going to play a little something, something. All right, people. So, Sunday, August 30th. What can I say? Let's talk about something that's, you know, that's probably everybody's dealing with right now. Stress. can't believe how many people I know I'm going through so much stress. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to tell somebody, yo, don't stress out. Don't stress out. Don't stress out. However, it's easier said than done. Come to find out a couple of people I know have been so stressed out, it has caused them to get vertigo. Never knew that stress could lead to vertigo. And having vertigo, that shit's scary as hell, man. How you walking and shit? Are you dizzy? Everything's spinning. You can't, you know, find your balance. So, all I can say is, yo, try not to stress out, folks. And if you're down with the C, yeah. And then I, I have, I went on rants. I had some shit called farts. I said some <clears throat> shit called UFC. I got one called sneakers. Another one called El Chapo, and I think that shit got demonetized and shit. I got one yeah. called workout. I got one called out sex, Apple event. Night. Oh shit! I actually have an episode called Nine Eleven, bro. Um, what what number is that? Number number eleven. Let me just play this shit. What the fuck did I say? Ooh, I want to hear this. I want to hear his take. Number eleven. Welcome to the King Mexico podcast. So let's. Discuss September 11th of you from New York and you're New Yorkers and you know today's a very sad day. We all know where we were at the time. We know the place. We have a pretty vivid memory of what happened that day. Pretty much we were all scared. We were all freaking out. We all wanted to know where our loved ones were, if they were anywhere close. There's so many things running through our heads. 
it's insane that day, the days after. Like New York was nothing but love. Everybody was showing love. There was no hate. There was no crime. Mm -hmm. It's everybody just happened to come together. With that said, it's crazy when that day happened. I was at Beast Channel High School, and I remember watching the first one get hit. It was one of my classmates, some golf kid. He was looking out the window. And he's like, yo, the towers just got hit. And it's oh, crazy because we all thought he was joking around. So we started cursing his ass out. Next thing <laughs> you know, when we look, the man had, had talked the truth. And unfortunately, I got to see the second one get hit as I was walking the hallways that day. Because I was like, yo, I'm ditching this place. I ain't staying. I'm going home. I don't know how. I'm going I'm to I'm get out the building, but I'm getting out. So on my way trying to sneak out to school, I saw the second one hit. I was like, I couldn't believe it. It's It was uh, it was freaky. I, I must say it was uh, it was one of those. Isn't that forget. you know what? Isn't that scary? Because you live in that time when you were in, over there in New York in that nine eleven, and thinking like looking back, knowing the stuff we can't talk about, but knowing the stuff that we know. I bet you you were scared. Like yo, there could be explosions there, here, there. Like you, you people were like. Shit, you could there can be bombs everywhere in the whole state of New York. Yeah, that shit was some scary ass time, bro. How does how was it like then? Because this was like the first time talking to someone who was there at nine eleven New York. Because you know people are gonna talk about oh CGI, there's no planes. Yes, there were planes, you know, and all that. And you saw firsthand. But how did it feel for you New Yorkers to be like? When this shit hit the fan, I saw a lot of people coming together. Nah. I know it was mad love. It, it was helping it, each other out but at the same time. There, there was, was um mad racism, people. bro. Mad really? racism. Yeah. Like, I remember, yeah. like, there was a lot of hatred towards, like, Pakis and shit. Because, you know, they said it was came from Pakistan. And anybody who was like Indian and stuff was like getting like harassed. Stores were getting looted and shit that belonged to like Pakistani people. Like I went to Beast Channel, so a lot of people were like Middle Eastern and shit, and they were getting their stores raided and stuff. I remember that. Yeah, because there was a lot of ignorance, and mm -hmm. even even classmates who were cool with right, like people like overnight were like all turning on them. I was like, yo, my man, I was like, what the fuck you doing, B? Like, it's not dumb. Like, we got to look at this shit in a bigger way. Like, I was, I've, I've always been an outspoken asshole and shit. Because mm -hmm. I always see shit. I never see shit, like, left or right. I always see in the middle. Yes, you have to be this these. So I, I've never, ever tried to take a side. I always try to be like, yo, you got to see... Even though there is things you fuck that shit, you always gonna see either left or right. Like ain't no yeah. fucking middle ground. Not to you know, and I mean like people be like, oh, what the fuck you? No, 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 no. There's some shit that you're gonna see left or right. Like there's it's, good and bad. But it's when it weird. comes down to like certain things, like like just being prejudiced to somebody because something occurred and stuff, 
And then as the school year went by, it went from like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, to like, oh, we back cool. So I'm like, yo, bro, like, how the fuck you think homies feel now? Like, you just done shit it up them when this shit happened and now you're trying to be fucking cool. So it, in a way, it did kind of fuck up a lot of relationships. Yeah. It, it did mess up like a lot of, and also raised tensions because it wasn't there before, you know what I mean? No, it wasn't. But after that day hit, like, yeah, that kind of shit, like, screwed up some people's heads and stuff. It, it's it's messed up at the same time, like, two weeks after 9-11. That's when, okay, we're going to war. We're going to war with the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And it was just pretty sad. Like, why are we going to war with the Middle Wait. East? All right, but here's the thing, man. At the time, right? You say it now, right? Like, why? Are oh, we yeah. Going? Like, oh, yeah. why are we doing it, right? Yeah. But at the time when the shit was going on, we were all on some real patriotic shit, bro. Like, we were all like, yo, let's go. Oh, yeah. We're gonna oh, yeah. Get we're we're going to go get ours and shit. It's now that we look back and like, yo, what the fuck did we do? Like, did we really just do that shit? But we got to look back now, yeah. you know what I mean? As we mature. And you see a bigger picture. I think now, looking back, we were all patriotic. We were all deceived. But knowing what we know now, and even the new generations of kids and all, they're not stupid. They're going to do their research and be like, this doesn't add up. But here's so, here's here's another thing, right? Even though mm-hmm. I wasn't planning to talk about mm-hmm. patriotism and shit, but there's something that, you know what I mean, like... I'm always going to bring up this shit and, like, pop my chest. Mm -hmm. And I'm always going to tell people, like, the fuck you mean? Like, you're American at the end of the day. We're here, right? Mm -hmm. And once you start losing patriotism towards your country is when you start losing that it factor, right? So then you, you, by you saying fuck America, right? Or fuck the U.S. or fuck the Pledge of Allegiance and shit. You're basically saying fuck your generation prior for coming over here. Cause your 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 ancestors, because even if it's one generation, like your grandmother, your grandfather, or your great grandmother, or how how many generations you're in in America, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we're here because we got this so-called freedom, right? Which is more than most other countries. Yeah. And it sounds like I'm like a broken record half of the time because I'm like, look at these migrants. They want to come here and shit. Why? Because we we America. We are the land of the free. And I I see a disconnection, right? And mm. I gotta give props to my to the dude MP, right? from Latin Wealth or MP detailing, right? He he opened up my eyes. He really did, right? Because he's a younger mm-hmm. person. He's in his early 20s. Mm-hmm. And I posted, I posted a story about how America took over Mexico in the Mexican-American War, right? And mm-hmm. how during that time afterwards, like migrants were coming to America and they were getting sprayed with these toxic chemicals and stuff. Yes. And 
it didn't stop to like in the 50s Operation, or 60s. Op Operation Wetback. So by me posting that, right? I'm just wanting to let people know what we did, right? Just to an awareness, you know what I mean? Just to be aware of our history. Yeah. But he broke it down to like, yo, by you posting this, right? You're basically showing people to be anti-American. Because now if somebody didn't know this, you're basically making them look at America like, oh, you fucked up. Like, fuck you. You get me? For what we, for what America did to our people in the past, right? Mm -hmm. So now, if these people didn't say "fuck you, America" prior to this, right? By looking at this history, their mindset would change. Because remember, not all of like you and I, right? We see it, we just know it's awareness, right? But we're talking yeah. about the youth. Yes. So by the youth looking at this stuff, it's like, oh, like oh. F, 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 F. So it just builds this like barrier to not like ourselves. You get me? But there was laws. There were things that had to be changed, the civil rights and everything. And uh, yes, and of course, there were, we got a man, everyone was getting fucked. Asians were getting fucked. Blacks, Latinos, Latinos were getting fucked and everything. But for the new kids now be like f america f america why are you posting this is all anti but look it i would tell them why are you seeing f america yeah okay whatever but these are the things what's going on like this is this is what happened back then like to me it's kind of more 50 50 i know there's a lot of people are patriotic but there's a lot of people that would be like you know what fuck america and I remember my cousin said, you know, to his son, you know, his son was saying, man, fuck America and all that. And the father said to his son, if you don't like it here, then go back to Mexico. Straight up. And the son was like, what the fuck? Like, why are you telling me this? It's like, I'm the father. I made you out of my fucking nutsack. If you don't like it here then go back to Mexico. I bet you're going to have it harder there. But the thing is, the way how you're talking to me, that's your free speech. Just remember all that stuff you talk about, this woke communist. Yeah, play that shit now. Like you think in a way you're going to get away with how you are talking like that with that woke shit? No, man, you'd be in jail. You'd be fucking dead. But to me, it's like it's 50-50. It's like it just really depends. Like, yeah, there was a lot of fucked up things that the United States did to, you know, even, you know, to kick us out of our country, of, of our country. This is our land for us to be deported because they just wanted our land to be like, OK, now we completed the whole United States. And at the same time in World War Two, they were really recruiting Indians, uh, Hispanics and blacks. And it's like, and put them in the front line, infantry, just put them in the meat grinder, you know, like whatever, because they were good fighters. But at the same time, what really fucked me up, Kim Mexico, when you make promises, keep your promises. Oh, if you fight for our country, you will be automatic citizens. And a lot of those uh, Hispanics, even though they fought for their countries, they were deported back anyway. It's pretty fucked up.
Nah, I completely agree with you with that. But at the same time, I also like I said, I like to get the the um, what is it? The opinion of the youth. You know what I mean? Just to see yeah. where they're coming from. Because at the end of the day, we can't stay one sided. You know what I mean? We have to look at both sides, and we have to see what the current times and where their mindset is at as well. The thing is with that right there, oh, this is a good topic right here to talk about because for us, we read books, we look at news, we've been there, we were there. For them, they're going by social media of what they see, but they weren't there. So you're just having bashing with the with the with the OGs and the youth. The youth think that they know it all because their father is fucking social media. I'm gonna look it up. But for us, we more wise, we we seen it all. We know how to, we don't, we experience it. We know how to deal with it head on, but with the new generation, they don't know how to deal with it. They can talk about it, but when really shit really hits the fan with these kids, they don't want the smoke. No smoke. You know, that's just how it is. They don't want the smoke. You could talk big about it, but when shit really hits the fan, they don't want it. They don't want it. It's like, oh my shit, I don't know what to do. That's why, in a way, these new generations of kids, they don't know how to talk. They don't know how to communicate. You know, they're on their phones and everything and stuff like that. I mean, when you see firsthand of the, the documentary on Netflix called Social Dilemma, it ta- it breaks everything down. And so now it's like, if you have kids, I would rather have my kids off social media and have a healthy conversation. But to me, having four kids, you know, and two of them that aren't on social media, it's hard to take that phone away because that's that's their livelihood and they get pissed off i'll give you an example there was a woman who had a son and she took the phone away from her son and she was crying on social media that the when she took the phone away from her son the son tore the whole house out ripped in pieces everything because she grounded him and took the phone away it it's crazy that's when you that's when you gotta bring up an old good ass ass whipping, bro. Well, you can't even do that shit now. They'll call CPS on you and shit like so that. You, you you let that little fucker go to um foster care, bro. And then they'll see what reality is and shit. Foster care ain't no fucking <sighs> foster care is not 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 a not a great thing from I'm speaking from experience. And I'm speaking from firsthand. The foster care system is all fucked up. It's hey, do you know people? Were you in foster care? I used to go to um foster care meetings and shit. Oh. Yeah, growing up. Um, because one of my best friends and shit situation and shit. So I used to go, yo, I actually like went there, like it was like therapy. So Technically, these foster care meetings were like therapy. Like kids would talk about their experiences, what's going on at their home, and how to basically deal with this. And what common factor with this? They, excuse me. They all felt like they were all a check. Like they knew that the parents that were taking care of them or their the foster parents that were, you know, in charge of them, they didn't really care about them. And I kept on hearing this shit repeatedly, bro. 
like non-stop all the time. So that's why sometimes when I hear about foster care, I feel for them. You know what I mean? Like these are kids that were like in their teens and shit. They're like, yo, these people don't give a fuck about me. All, all, all I'm for them is a check. And a lot of them used to tell me, it's like, yo, because some of them are about to reach 18-ish in like one or two years. And like all of them tell me, like, I got to get the fuck out their house because once the checks stop coming, I'm nothing to them. I'm just a check. Fuck, man. I never knew it like that because I always feel like it's it really hurts to see now that there's a more going to be more foster kids coming from the border and everything now. So. To me, we don't know the situations, how kids are being fostered. You don't know if the mother and the father didn't want them. They got killed, this, whatever. But the whole system is really bad. And I heard a lot of stories. And that's all I always wonder. When the kids don't find a, a home to go to or mom and dad, when they get older, what happens to them? I don't know, man. That's, a, that's It's very deep. Nah, that shit is, and you know what I mean? Like, that's why I have an issue. Like, when we talk about, like, child, child, child welfare. Mm. Like, I fucking, because, you know what I mean? Like, I I fucking experienced that shit firsthand. And I've heard these kids' stories and shit. And a lot of them feel like the system just fucking turned their backs on them. And a lot of them fall into the whole... The system, when it comes down to like the system, like basically like drug abuse, right? Like a lot of them fall into the whole habit and shit just to escape reality and shit. And it sucks, bro. Because some of these people are mad cool, bro. Like some of them, if you really got to know them and shit, sat down with them and like talk to them and shit, you feel like, yo, I should tell them come my crib, you know what I mean? Kick it in my house and shit. But you're a kid, like what the fuck can you do as a 12-year-old, 13-year-old? Okay, we like all come to my house and shit. Like, the f- like, honestly, like, what can you do? Like, you can't really tell somebody, oh, mom, I met this kid at the meeting and stuff, and they're looking for a family. Can, you know, it sounds weird, you know what I mean? Just even telling you, oh, can you know, we but- take this kid in? Like, that sounds like, I don't know, man. It just doesn't like- sound right. It, it it these are these are topics I like to talk about. It's it's because no one talks about it. I'll give you an example, two examples. You know the movie Antoine Fisher. You know the story about that one, and also there was a scene on the HBO show The Wire, where one of the the kids were I think the mom died because I think he was they thought he was a rat or he squealed, and the they burned the house down with the mom in it, and he was like I have nowhere else to go. They put him in a foster home. He was getting beat up and everything. And the cop, you know, he was like, hey, I'll take him. You know, he's like, I'll do whatever because he's seeing potential in this kid. He could do good and all, but the system is like, it doesn't work like that. You know, even though if a person I could say or you could say, and there's a kid who needs a home, I'll take him. But Mega Man, you have to wait. There's a process. Mm -hmm. And we don't know that, but it's just something when I saw that episode, and I'll, I'll show it to you, but... He was mad because he knew, like, the, the, the system, the state was going to fuck him over and he was going to be a bad kid and stuff. And he was in the car socking the horn, you know, because he knew, like, like, I need this kid. Like, he's special. 
I raised him. I know who he is. He has a good heart. But this the system, it's the state. It's the system. They they make the decision. It's all about this. No, it, completely. It's all about profit and shit. That's a hey, this is a deep topic because but it's it's something that people don't want to talk about because it's very sensitive. Nah, completely. That shit is sensitive as fuck, bro. Even mm. even today, yeah. like years later, we talk about probably like more than 30 years later, I still think about these kids and shit, like, yo, what the fuck is their life like now and shit. hmm You know, I was gonna tell you something. I think this is the first time telling a podcaster this. For you, how long you been doing podcasts now? Uh, about to be here three years in August. Okay, so for you, King Mexico, doing three years of podcasts, interviewing people, and uh, do you see the world different now? Yes. So even three years from now, right? So when I first started till now, and I started interacting with folks and interviewing them as and just experiencing their their sides right of their story their life and comparing it now where how we just started doing the whole 3023 show right i love these shows and 303023 if you don't know guys is where myself and mega man talk about current events but we do it as time travelers from the year 3023 in a comedic way is also mm-hmm. uploaded as comedy due to the fact that there's a lot of censorship, right? And sometimes pushing out facts or, you know, just an honest story of something that you stumble upon and just want to share with, with, with the world and stuff gets you, in a way, gets you backlash. It's not even, it's not from your colleagues. It's not from your rewards, but it's actually from the media itself. And and it's it, it's a hard place. Like today, you know what I mean? Mega Man's like, oh, let's, you know, let's do our 3023 joint. And I was like, nah, bro, let's just, you know, he already had talked about doing an interview with myself. So I was like, I just want to leave that shit alone. Last week I got hammered and shit on Brujo's podcast. So it got really? it got um it got I couldn't remember. I told you I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. The back to back shit. Oh yeah, because you're a hammer. Yeah, so I was like, nah, let's not do this shit because I was hammered. But did you have a good time? Yeah, I had a great time and shit. That's and then it. we did that Mega Man After Dark. Oh my god! Oh, you know what? Some some people ask, hey, when is the Mega Man After Dark coming back? Well, if you could, if someone can buy out Instagram and make it more like the Wild Wild West, we could bring it back. But those times in the early stages in the lockdowns. Oh, bro, it was crazy. Not it was. And even now, as you can, I just got my page back, right, where I could go live. And who knows how how long I did it. I wasn't able to go live for. (laughs) And then right away, right, I started, you know, I went on live with Mega Man and I started talking about current events. And I started talking about what's going on and how banks are being paid out on the back door, right? Like a lot of banks in the U.S. currently are getting money in the back, right? And the U.S. is technically bailing out a lot of banks, a lot of banks. But the main one is like Chase, like Chase, Wells Fargo, so they don't collapse, right? Because 
if you don't know, our economy is kind of in a shithole. And from from what I've been noticing and from what I've been like looking at current events and like videos and everything that, you know, you join your own conclusion, the debt ceiling is going to get raised. And from my observation and from what I've gathered, they already came to an agreement. I don't know if it's out for the public to know. They, they already agreed on it. So by the time it ends in the next, what, three? Is it, is it, is it anywhere between two to four years? Our debt will be at $41 trillion. And, and I said this before, even our show, I'm like, the U.S. is never going to default. Because if we default, we, we, we're fucked. And what did they do? We're not going to default. They're telling the public we're going to default. We're not defaulting, guys. If there's something that the U.S. is not going to do, it's going to default so we could collapse. No. There's too many players, too much big money rolling around for us to default. And even, I think, either yesterday, which is what? Thursday. No. I mean, yesterday is Monday or Sunday. June 1st. So, either 30th or the 31st, right? Argentina is no longer accepting U.S. currency. They don't want to get paid in U.S. currency. They want to get paid out in yen. Did I tell you about that? Like, Argentina's in that boat as well. And another one is, I don't even know, but I had to talk about it. China is, in, in a way, collapsing. So their reports in April look pretty bad. And it's confusing, you know what I mean? Like you read one side of the news, you see this. You read the other side of the news, you see that. But China is on a default. But at the same time, it's like, how are they failing, right? But at the same time, they, they have Brits. And you have all these countries joining. And you have all this like gold, silver, lithium backing up your money. So it's kind of confusing, you know? It's like really confusing how to come to the middle and listen to this side, listen to that side. But at the end of the day, when I share this with you guys, this is, you know, what I stumble into and I would like you to know. Because there's always that information I would love you to know. And if, you, I say something and you don't believe it, then by all means, go out your way and look it up. Yeah. And another big one is when I speak about these things, right? Last time, I just to go back when I got my life back, I started speaking about the same thing as I'm talking about right now on this episode with, with Mega Man. The audio was buffering. The video was buffering, like things weren't relating. And then when I started talking about dumb stuff, I started talking about like butts and like stupid little things here and there. It stopped. Yes. It like stopped. All that, everything just stopped. So what is it? They just don't want us to speak the truth. And uh, I think we talked about it, you know, like, I think with you and I, and maybe other, there's other people, like we know 
but with this whole, you know, social dilemma, you know, with the monopoly of the social medias that you can't say this and that, and also with the restrict act law, I think it's in effect now, but we just don't know it. To pretend like, oh, we're going to, we might pass it. No, it's already here. So to me, it's like, it's really sad. Like we could post dumb shit, whatever, because today I got shadow banned again. Again? Again. And not restriction, but again, because my numbers dropped. Because of the Bud Light, the promotion I did from talking about Bud Light, because I put the the village people, YMCA. But how? If if anything, if people actually listen to the Brujos podcast when it was yourself, (laughs) myself, and um, L.Y. Brewer. Because we didn't didn't touch base on it. All we did was we reviewed the beer. We didn't even. Did we? No. no, we didn't even talk about the whole it, Dylan shit. We just talked about the beer itself, and the beer tastes like shit. I know, but it, it, yeah, the episode's good and all that, but to people, it, it just was doesn't fun. It was just because people were sensitive. We were living a day of age where now the restrictions are now. It makes it more easier for trolls, haters, bullies, or whatever just to report your page. That's it. There's no going around it. You know, people are not gonna like you no matter what. And to me, it just really hurts my heart. Like when the lockdowns happened, you know, we had this time, whatever we were doing wrong with our lives to reset our button, start over, regroup. Okay, whatever I need to work on, it just got worse. And now to the point we're living so sensitive that we can't really speak freely because people are bothered. People are bothered if we talk about Bud Light. People are bothered if you talk about this or that. We're just getting restricted. And this is where I see this coming as where it's like, okay, the ones who are more important, let's kind of restrict them and block their lives or put them up, excuse me, on timeout or shadow ban because next year, the presidency of 2024, you know, it's, I don't know. It's just, I don't know how our country is going to be with this president, if it's going to be a left or a right, but with how our how our economy is you know i'm gonna post my stuff but the thing is now my shit's been buffering like for me to put a video or post usually it takes about 10 seconds now it takes about 10 minutes and yeah don't worry guys then you start experiencing like service like your phone service will start acting up and shit as well yeah you, you want to hear like research, restart your network and stuff and yeah. little stupid things like that. You know, I'm going to put this on Rumble, but I'm going to tell you this. You want to hear a conspiracy? Man, for all the social media platforms, you know, there's one person, not Donald Trump, they're gunning for. One person would be like, whoa, you have it bad for her? Tosi Gabbard. Who's that? Tosi Gabbard was, man, she was on Rogan. She talks about the monopoly of social media. She was the first one. It's like, yo, they kicked her out. Like, she was, a, she was a Democrat, and now she's independent. She saw firsthand how they are and stuff. So this is the thing. Last night around 9.30, I was on, uh, on Rumble. Tosi Gabbard was on, and I checked on as well on YouTube. I don't know about Rumble's policies or whatever, 
but on YouTube as well. I want to send you a video of what she was talking about with Patrick O'David on the was it the PD was it the PPD podcast or Valium podcast? When I wanted to share it to you, I couldn't. My uh, it wouldn't allow me on on Rumble uh, and Spotify as well. They, I couldn't send it to you, and I was gonna record it. It's like, yo, they they don't. She's enemy number one because she spilled out the beans of what was going on with the with the Clinton family, like taking control of the CIA and the FBI and with all the social media platforms because she was speaking the truth. You said the word, bro. You can't say that word. Who, Clinton? Yeah. Dude, I don't know, man. It's just, to me, I mean, I don't know why people are scared, but at the same time, it's like, yo, who else is going to speak up what was going on? She's been she's been in Congress. She's been in, you know, with the big boys for years. Her time has passed. We need some new, we need, we need a new regime. We need new blood, you know, like, where where is our money going to? Look all the trillions of dollars. Like, and Tosi Gabbard was speaking all this stuff. Every time Key Mexico, I, I, I post a Tosi Gabbard, it always gets taken down. It always gets taken down. That means you got to relax. You got to relax. And that's the thing with you and I, you know, when we put, when we see things, it's like, man, I want to put this up, but, you know, like, there's people now that just don't give a fuck what's going on. And nah, they sure don't, man. They sure don't. But at the same time, it's it's a fishy area, man. Like, if they are going towards that way, right? And they start trying to start finding people. Like, what is the cutoff thing and shit that they could go back? Yeah, I mean, there's, you. I mean, there's things I don't want to talk about. I want to wait till next week if, it, if this is going to be on Rumble, but it just makes me think and wonder. It's like, what if, what if? Because now how our economy is going, I'm worried. I'm really fucking worried because if shit really hits the fan in July, boy, man, if people with our people, they better get ready because they just don't see it coming. They don't. I don't think anything's going to happen, honestly. Honestly. I'm just more worried that, you know, um, I don't know. I'll speak I'll speak freely for me. I can't sleep at night every day. I have rank go to sleep because thinking to the point, maybe a nuclear warhead is going to hit the West Coast. You know how I sleep, bro? With both my eyes closed. In a fetal so position. <laughs> in a fetal position. Does your wife spoon you? Oh my goodness. You're cute. You're funny. He says yes. He she does. does. Like yeah. that. Just like you. <laughs> We got all serious and he freaks that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, ask, ask something. Have you ever got your ass eaten? No. Why ask that? It was just a random question yeah. for me. No, bro. Never. Ever. Ever, 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 ever. Never. Never. Are you trying to help me? 
Yeah. I, I don't know, but to me, <laughs> oh, why do you ask that? Ew. No, I just asked because he was talking about spooning. But like, well, it's gonna be spooning. What is spooning and ass eating? Word, man? that's like completely <laughs> different. So fucking, Damn, bro. Dude, drink your drink, bro. I heard stories of people like say, like, I got spooned at the same time I got my ass eaten. I know people. I know celebrities. You do like to be spooned. I never got spooned before. Yes, you. You're so full of shit. Hey, I'm have, not even hot. hold up. Have you ever got your dick sucked by taking a shit in the toilet? Ew, no. What the fuck is wrong? Who, with you? What's that term? I don't even know. Good question. I, a lock, you, you, I thought you were sleepy. I just woke up. A lock, a lock suck, I guess. I don't know. Hey, I was going to ask. Call it a lumberjack? I don't know. I just see, you know what? People <laughs> tell me, oh, what are you talking about? It's the movies that we watch. I'll look at Harold and Kumar. We're talking about this shit on the All movie. Right. It's like, I don't know. I'm just asking. I'm just asking questions. All right, lumberjack. I'm gonna call you the lumberjack from now on for the rest Lumber- of this. For the rest of this interview, your name is the lumberjack. Hey, I'm cool with that because lumberjack of that movie Step Us, lumberjack, yeah, you yeah. came. I traveled three thousand miles to give you my seed. Oh. <laughs> That's my lumberjack scene right there. He had a boater too. Oh <laughs> yeah. Fucking guy, bro. Hey, so knowing what you know now with the podcast, how do you see your podcast now? How I see it? Yeah. I see that shit all around, bro. I was like, yo, what the fuck am I doing? Like, but, but even it's till now, right? Yeah, it's fun as hell. But even till now, it's like, you still, I'm, I personally still trying to find it. You know what I mean? Like I still have interviews. I, I'm enjoying myself at this thirty twenty three joint. Like with just with you and myself. Like I enjoy that shit a lot. You know. So you feel like with the podcast now is not the expectations how you want it to be. I guess I haven't found the rhythm. I found the rhythm for Brujos. Like I found the rhythm for Brujos. But my beer podcast, Brujo, I, I found it. Like, I found the formula. And it works. Like, there's a lot of Spanish people that actually do listen to the show more than English, which is hilarious. There's way more viewership in, in, in Spanish than English. And that's what I always tell Manny and shit. Like, yo, bro, like, the Spanish people really do want to listen to this shit. But he'd be like, he'd be like, no, English. I'm like, my man, you can barely speak English, too. <laughs> I be telling him like, your English is not that sexy, bro. But but you but you brought a lot of good people on your show. I mean, how the fuck did you get Dove Guy on? I don't even know, bro. You got MC Wick on. I mean, those are some heavy hitters. Yeah, I got Nate Eight Nate and Eight No Face. I got yeah, Honda Pro Jason. I can't even get that motherfucker on. Really, dude. I saw him on Anaheim Street. I'm like, <laughs> I can't even get him on. I mean, he's because he's mostly in LA, but in Long Beach, it's like, man, hard to get him on because now it's like they're going to do background checks. Like, should I do this podcast? Yay or nay? Because it's the people who he affiliates with. It's it's all tribal over here. Because when I had him on my show and I interviewed him, right? That shit was fun, bro. Like, I went down his whole catalog, like him as an artist and shit. It was fun. Like, the way he does shit, right? Mm-hmm. I, I could call... I told him he's he reminds me a lot of Kanye. 
Mm. Like he reminds me a lot of Kanye. Like he's really he's a one man, a one band person. Oh yeah. Oh big time, dude. Everything oh, yeah. he does is by himself and shit. Yeah. Everything. So I'm like, yo, bro, like, and that's the thing. Like, I consider him like top notch, like whatever he does, right? Like mm-hmm. fucking amazing. MC yeah. Wax. His fucking catalog. If you ever listen to to all his all his yeah. albums, all everything he's ever spit, the homie really does spit fire, bro. He, he has bars. Fire. He there has bars. A, there was a video that you posted on the story. I'm so trying to find that song. He was spitting fire, and it had that East Coast like beats. Man, that shit was fire, and. I was doing a podcast in at, in uh, with Viva Mascal Studio, and he was doing a music video outside the the podcast studio. Yeah, and then I think the the most recent person that I want to get that's rapping and shit that I feel like is fucking amazing is um, Spike uh, speaks. Okay. You probably I I posted him multiple times, but Uncle speaks uh, multiple like people he. Why don't changes. you see what's up if you can try to get a Bozo? Who's that? Bozo, Bozo the rapper. He's 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 coming up, dude. He's been doing man. He shit shit's firing, and uh, he did some he did some songs with King Little G. Let me see and, if I can. Uh, yeah, and also Commitment Soldiers waiting for you to be like, yo, what's up with this King Mexico episode? Damn, bro. I'm I'm sorry, Commitment Soldier. I'm a scumbag, bro, for that. I really Yo, want to come back. All right, I'm... so this is who speaks. Is listen to this shit. Hold on, let me go. Wait, you couldn't carry, but you're not doing shit. Your pussy pinker than Clefairy. Fairly, our parents raised me up on the latch key, sticking in the low in theory just to see Raz G. Rest in peace, see you later, space cowboy. Three drops of acid, I would put that on my Altoid. Back your Raven crew, catch me on the map points. Y'all can't hate me though, cause I don't make trap joints. I'm sorry, babies, I don't fit in your mold. Throwing shit out of headbutts till your brain go explode. Got a lot of breadcrumbs, go and buy me a boat. All Japan, triple crown, that's the warrior's role. Oh, he looked like Jesus though, I think he drink a lot of wine. He's hypersensitive, I know that he's a water's he made Chicano all surreal with his modern mind extended on the credit line. Now we never get the clock. He's bites up, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look. That's not bad. So yeah, that's. But here's my thing, right? When I try to get you on the show and stuff, or try to get you, it it might take me a while to get you on. But honestly, like, and that's my problem. Like, I'll hit you up, and I'll, uh, like you, you, you. Introduced me to commitment, right? Mm-hmm. And it's been to this day, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna hit him up. I hit him up. I hit him. I said, what's up? Introduce. It's my fault. Like, honestly, it's my fault because I don't even know. I guess it's that New York shit, bro. It's, it's, it's like it's East Coast shit. Like, it's that stupid mentality I have that 
we I'm not trying to push it. You get me? Like I'm trying to just let it happen genetically. I mean, organically will be the word nowadays. Organically, yeah. let it happen Is organically. It that, to me, I just because you have a good podcast, and I know you like to go deep into con- like questions and getting to know your guests. But you know, with these type of people, I'm not. I I pick the ones to want to be on your show because I'm going by their energy and your energy. You don't want to bring a guest on where your energy and his energy are not a fit. It has to be the right time. And to see Commitment Soldier or maybe Bozo or maybe this guest, I'm going by how how they're kind of maybe more similar to how your energy is, you know, like it can be a very smooth and conversation and stuff like that. You know, they might say, oh, yeah, the Mega Man told me like you're, you know, I don't want people, I don't want guests to tell me, oh, because of Mega Man, this is how. No, I, I tell them like, yo, there's a good podcast and he wants to be on your, and he wants you on your show. Should check it out. You know, like I, I speak for this person. He's a good guy. I, I see this guy like probably one of the best podcasts in the East Coast. I'm not trying to blow smoke on you. You know how I am. Yeah. But for these types of people, like, yo, like, you got love over here in the East Coast. And, you know, and it's, I think in a way, like with you, you did the podcast in the right time in the lockdowns. And now we all know who you are, good or bad or whatever. But they know who you are, King Mexico's podcast. We all know all the Latinos and Latinas. We all know who you are. But like, sometimes I always like I have when I do talks when I have guests. I I always want to tell them like, yo, if you like my podcast, yo, you should be a guest on yours. You can do on Zoom or whatever. But it's just something where I always want to reach out to some of my people in the West Coast. So they can check out your podcast and see maybe if there's a right fit for your show as, as for them to be guests on your show. I mean. No, I completely agree on that. Uh, and like I said before, I think we've done it, not in interview format, but we just done it on some one-on-one on our lives and stuff. And I'm not pushy. Sometimes I might take a while and stuff before I even be like, all right, cool, let's set it up and stuff. And we finally get the date and the time and stuff. What's the most... Okay. I heard the episode of Movies on Weed. That was a very good episode. Good one. Oh, with Leo? Oh, yeah. Leo's a man. He knows how to talk. He's like... Yo, Leo's amazing, bro. What's the best podcast episode? And what's the worst podcast episode you done? I always have to say my worst ones are my singles. <laughs> Your solos? And my solos, because I don't know what the why hell I was it? doing at the start. You know, I don't know why, but I hear podcasters like, oh, I suck doing solos. Why? Because you don't have a guest. It's like, dude, we that's cool and all, but I would like like for you, let's say, for example. Like when you, you do your sh- solos, sorry to cut you off, but when you do your solos and shit, I was like, yo, how the fuck you do it, bro? Because at the time when I started the podcast, I didn't have no guests. I was just doing solos, just speaking my mind and stuff. Like, people want a story. People want to know who you are. We're in the social media world where we just don't make the time and effort to get to know each other. So 
Instead of you, King Mexico, to make your assumptions, who is Mega Man all about? Hear about Mega Man's life. I go down, you know how I am, I keep a 100, you know? It's just something where I just want people to really understand me. I mean, that's just how it is. You know, people might might say a lot of good things, and there's people who might say a lot of bad things, but the thing is, it's like, that's cool and all, but having that conversation with someone like a fan or a follower or someone that you meet and you sit down for 20 or maybe for an hour or two, and you get to know them and they understand you, and they might say to you, it's like, yo, man, you kept the 100 with me, man. You're one of the real ones. You know, a lot of people that we know or podcasters or anything, they do. They're clout chasers. They put a mask on. So to me, I want to hear your story. I want to hear what is King Mexico all about. If he's talking about mental awareness, talking about conspiracies, talking about you and your family, because, you know, like, I know you're very private with that. Those are things that I want to get to know. Like, oh, okay. Like, you know, it's it kind of makes the episodes and the people who follow you, it's more smooth to know who you are as a person. I completely agree with that right there, which you just, it is important, you know what I mean? Just to share a little bit more of yourself it's, so people can understand who you are and yeah. where you're coming from. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's just, yeah. It's, you got to leave people wanting or guessing. <laughs> it's like a cliffhanger. Yeah, that's the thing. You got to leave the people wanting or like yo. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't know. Um I think I think I'm gonna put a Mega Man's life and I'm gonna put a uh, you know what's on Mega Man's mind. I think those two episodes, I'm just gonna just say what I wanna say. I'm gonna add my life, my conspiracies, how I feel. I don't I don't know what came Mexico, but I feel like with this this podcast that I'm still doing still. It's very challenging every day to promote, to understand, to live life and have the balance with my family and all and stuff like that. Because I think people are getting to the point now, okay, Mega Man, are you going to be one of those regurgitation podcasts where we talk about the same old thing? Because that's where it's something where I have a problem that we have to stay original much as we can because you know like a lot of podcasters want the scoop they want original stuff want original stories they don't want to hear the same old same old same old they want something different yeah they do they don't want the same old news yeah man so we're almost at the end of this episode but do you have any conspiracy stories because you know i'm not gonna leave i'm not gonna end this episode without any conspiracy stuff yo that new UFO that was in um, Roswell, New Mexico, that they took clear pictures of, that's just crazy, bro. That's a little crazy. And okay. Is it real or is it AI? <laughs> or is it Project Bluebeam? I don't know what that is. Let them know. I don't know. I kind of <laughs> seen it. I'm more 50-50, but to yeah. be honest, like I think the stuff that me and... K-Mexico, we talk about when it comes to conspiracy. We talk about everything. I mean, who knows? I mean, I get bombarded of people who hear the episodes like, oh, and they gave me like 30 videos. Like, seen them, seen them, seen them, seen them. I just, 
it just it doesn't get it doesn't make my dick hard. I'm it sorry, people. Soft. It makes it, it soft. makes me soft. Like even I'm sorry, people. I need real stuff. I see these soft. videos. It makes yeah, it I mean, last. I mean, I'm, it doesn't make my dick hard. I'm sorry. Like I seen these videos. I need something. Oh, Mega Man. Oh, talk about Antarctica. We already covered that. Oh, we talk about Ice Wall. We already covered that. We talk about Area 51. We already covered that. We talk about 9 11. We already covered that. Like, I need something that no one's talking about. That's some real controversial shit right there. I mean, I mean, people always talk to me like, oh, the videos of Denver Airport or the human traffic in Disney. I've already seen those videos. I, I, need, I need something different. I, I, mean, think way, you know, I think in a way, I think in a way, what's up? Go for it. I think with conspiracies now, with stories, I'm getting bored. It does nothing amuses me no more because I see it at all. How many? So, how many butt plugs does it take to plug aliens with asshole? Do aliens <laughs> have? <laughs> That's the one thing. <laughs> Do they have ass? Because you know, a lot of the times you don't see in cartoons or anything aliens. So have what? Butt- what are they doing? Are they fucking with um seashells like um demolition man. Bro, the three was it was three seashells or four seashells, dude. I when I saw that movie, like, what the how? Where's the toilet paper? Oh, he doesn't know about the the three seashells. See, yeah, I have a problem with with that movie. How can you have sex and you have a thing on your head and you're like pretending to have sex, like because it's virtual reality, bro. I don't like that shit. You know, I I like touching. I like to get hand jobs. Come on. You like to get spoiled. <laughs> I like my balls rough, so what? <laughs> I like to get spooned. Be like, I like a girl to suck my dick and and have her rub my balls, suck my dick while she's looking at me with, with her eyes looking at me like like a fucking kitty cat. Like, can I have some more milk, please? <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, you putting it all out there. Damn, bro. The, the, is that the end of the show right there? That's how you're going to close it off? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying, dude, because it's like, I don't after, know. After a statement like that, you just drop the mic and we like, all right. You just tell them to listen to the next episode. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just keeping it real because there's girls and there's girls out there. Oh, I can do this. Like, shut the fuck no, up. You, you cannot fuck me good. You can't do this. You can't do that. Can't. You know, like. I just, I don't know what. I feel like now, even with conspiracies or when it comes with sex, I just get bored. Maybe because I, I lived it, I done it. It's like, I need to be turned on. You need to get on, what's that word? Stimulated. I don't know, man. I, I mean, it just really depends. Simulated, but I don't know. It's just something where I'm just learning. I'm just seeing things. I'm still trying to find myself still, like even with my life, but also with the podcast, because doing the podcast for six years came Mexico. I had my good times, my bad times, my ugly times. But I feel like this year, since last year and this year, I think I have the rhythm of how I want my show to be now. Serious talks. Nice. I like that. Yeah. But to me, having these conversations and being a a co-host of yours, I just feel like it's always something every Tuesday, like just sitting down and just having these conversations. We do podcasts. And, and I want to say this too, like 
I don't care about the views and the clouds and the numbers. It's all about putting out a good episode, staying original, doing your homework, researching, having fun and all that. I don't care if there's people, other podcasters that copy what we do, but at least in a way, the message is getting put out. That's all I care about. Same shit here. As long as you deliver the same message we're giving and you listen to our joint and you share it with the rest of the world, then fuck it. Our job is done. I And you know what? It's just something where a lot of people who don't probably ever forget the greatest people are the ones who are shared the most and are given their credit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you always got to give credit when credit's due. And that's why with me, when I post, I tag everyone and people always like, wait, what are you tagging me for? Because I don't leave anyone out. You don't, because you never know. Like, Hey, what about me? I said, this It's like, you have to tag them no matter what. And I got a couple people that said like, Hey man, why are you tagging me on this? Because you're a part of it. I don't, I got to give you a little credit. You know, it's just something. And that's why you show love where a lot of other podcasters, they don't give you that love. You know, they'll take your ideas. So they'll, they'll forget about you to pretend they don't know you and, and all, but I'm not like that. You know, I just want to help out. I want to be there for the people. And, and for me doing podcasts and you doing podcasts, like, to be honest, I feel like we're, we're, we're really making a difference because it might not open a lot of people's eyes, but little by little every day, we're doing our part. Yeah, eventually everybody's going to be like, oh, shit, this is really going on. Hey, yeah. even if it's too late, but hey, at least we found out it was true. Yeah, yeah. Fuck so, it. yeah, fuck it. So, King Mexico, do you have any last words or any shout outs? Because this was a really, very, um, very good episode. Um, thank you to you, bro, for having me on. And to everybody, just keep listening to us and stuff as, as we um proceed with the show. And make sure you catch Mega Man's lives because whatever you catch on his lives and whatever he posts are not the same. So whatever you might hear on the live, you might not hear at the end. Of, when he posts it up, you're like, oh, shit, how did I miss it? It's like a movie or a concert back in the days. Whatever you missed, you missed when it was yeah. caught live. I might do something in June or July. Maybe you bring the making it after dark. But if it's something I really have to promote it, because I'm only going to do it probably two times. I might do it one by myself or I might bring a guest on, you know, just just trying a little by little. But everyone's too busy, but I'll do whatever I can. But uh, I just want to say, King Mexico, man, you, you you're the homie. You're a good friend. And and having you on my show uh, was, was was an honor. And uh you know, we're probably going to see each other again of course. <laughs> tomorrow. Tomorrow. Don't worry. But, um, yeah, thank you for inviting me. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't close this one on because it's ain't mine. I so. know, but I know. Where can everyone follow you at? And uh, what, any new episodes coming out? All right, so you can follow me on the King Mexico podcast. And latest episode this week is MP Auto Detailing and the Brujos podcast with our special guest, Mega Man, where we review. But like, if you want to know what we thought about it, listen and listen to the, all the conversations in between because they were fucking fun. Yeah, I heard the episode. Both of them is it was not bad. Um, again, uh, here are those episodes. Also, I just released an episode. It already came out. 
episode 285 with the homie Slick Vic. And tomorrow I'm going to be pretty much going to be doing another podcast, Miss West Coast, and get ready for the Mega Man's uh, Conspiracies, What's on Your Mind. Uh, I'm probably going to do it now. Um, I'm almost done with it, uh, the story in the life of Dr. CB. Oh, I can't wait for that one right there. Make sure nothing happens to you, bro. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Don't say that. Oh, Be shit. Like, so, so conspiracy yeah. that left eye, Nipsey oh, Hussle, oh, and now Megan. Don't say that. Stop. Take it back. I take, take it back. back. Dude, take it don't back. say that. Hey, how about you do a Dr. How about, nah, hey, fuck, you know, nah, how nah. about you and I would do a Dr. CB episode? I'm good, bro. I'll pass on that shit. Why? He's from New York. Don't be scared. I'm scared. No, I'm you're pussy. scared. I'm a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, raise your hands. Who's a pussy? I have one. <laughs> I have one. We're all related. Right. So all right, all right. It's all good. It's all good. But uh, I just want to say, Kim so thank you for coming on. Everyone, follow the Long Beach Social Experiment podcast. Everyone, follow King Mexico. That's the homie right there. Please rate, review, and both the King Mexico and the Lombie Social Experiment podcast on Apple. Leave a comment or some stars on pretty much in a way Spotify. You can find his show on Spotify, uh, on Rumble, YouTube, all the major platforms. I'm telling you, this is my homie, King Mexico. Do me a favor. Follow him because it's Mega Man approval. And everyone, we're out. Later.